women are powerful and have accomplished great things. Yet, sometimes we suffer from self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs. We often believe that we are not good enough. These negative beliefs stop us from achieving our goals. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women who have experienced struggles, yet found ways to step into their power, their greatness, and learn to embrace challenges. These women will share their stories and give you insights to help you on your path so you can follow your dreams. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. Welcome. My name is Esme Lawrence, the host of this podcast, Sprinting to Success. My guest today is a successful marketing strategist, podcaster, and conversion copywriter. My guest today is Kimberly Whitecamp. So Kimberly, welcome to Sprinting to Success podcast. I'm so happy that you're on our show. Thank you so much, Esme, for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much. So I wanted to um, ask you, what is one success that you've had in your life so far? You, and you say to yourself, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I did this. Oh, that one's really easy. Um, I just launched my second podcast today, actually. And uh, a year ago, I had like this dream, right? Oh, I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna host a podcast. I'm going to put one out there. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like this pipe dream. And then uh, everything kind of just went together. And it ma- I made it happen. And I launched in January. And I've just launched the second one. So I never really thought a year ago that I was going to have two podcasts live. Wow. And what's the name of your first podcast? The first podcast podcast is chatting with copywriters. Okay. And what's the second one? The one that launched today is the audience yes. converter podcast. The audience converter podcast. Well, you can tell us more about that as we go through um, this podcast. Oh, absolutely. So go back. So tell me about um, some of the challenges that you had as a child. Oh boy. As a child, uh, you know, being one of the smartest people in the room and learning to uh, not let that be known. Um, you know, uh, being really eager, like in a classroom to, to want to raise my hand. And then, you know, none of the kids want to talk to the person who uh, is the one answering questions, uh, unless there's a big group project. And then of course, right. everyone wants to talk to the person who likes to answer questions in class. So uh, that was one of my big challenges as a kid was kind of walking that balance. So I could make friends, but still not, uh, not hide in the back of the classroom. I was very shy as a child. Right. So now how did you know that you were the smartest kid in the class? How did I know? Yes. It's not that I necessarily knew that, but more like, you know, I I would want to always know more. I would always want to know the questions and I found schoolwork easy. Um, So, you know, talking with other people, uh, they did not find the schoolwork easy or, uh, you know, everyone talking about, oh, I have so much homework at home. And I was like, but I finished it in class. What do you mean? Um, So it was more just a matter of, uh, so... Being a, a child who, un, who kind of craved learning, who loved to learn, who loved to participate in class and being surrounded by a lot of people in school who didn't like that, or it wasn't the cool thing to answer questions or to be excited about what you were learning. Um, and then uh, just kind of being able to, to finish things a little bit quicker than others, um, it, it was a fine line to walk for sure. Right. I would love that. <laughs> I think, I'm, I think most kids would want to be, you know, really smart and, and um, home, homework in school comes um, easy to them. So um, were your parents educators or um, 
how did they develop this love of um, learning in you as a young child? Uh, my parents are not educators. Uh, my mother, however, is a social worker. Um, so I don't know how it definitely, uh, you know, we, we like to read a lot as, you know, when I was really young, every, every day ended with a bedtime story and I was super eager to, you know, kind of help and go along. And I think it was more just a, a nurturing of my own desires to learn, right? If I had questions, my parents would answer them. It wasn't, oh, uh, ask me later, ask me later. It was, oh, we'll sit down, we'll give you an answer. So I think it was more just a, a, a nurturing of curiosity. Right. So you have, you had actually really great interactive parents, which is Absolutely. nice. Yes. <laughs> so, so fast forward now to a teenager. What are some of the struggles um, did you have? Struggles as a teenager. Um, being a, we, we moved. <laughs> uh, one of the worst times to move is the, the last year of elementary school, right? Before becoming a teenager, right? You're in a new school, new district, don't know anybody. Um, so it kind of forced me to, to break out of my shell. I was a very, very shy child. Uh, but being in a new uh, school district, in a new, completely new environment, um, I kind of had to go out of my way to interact a little bit more if I wanted to meet people. But it was right. very difficult. And it's still something I struggle with today. Um, I like being social with people I know. But then, you know, you put me in a room with a ton of people and I, I get very, very nervous and I, I'm definitely of the fake it till you make it uh, school of thought. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when you move so much and then um, you have to make friends, it's hard to make friends. It's very hard. <laughs> yes, I agree. Absolutely. It's hard yeah. to make friends sometimes. It is because you think, uh, you know, are they judging you? What are they going to say? Will they like you? So it is difficult to make friends, right? So, I, so then uh, why did your parents move to a different location? I've never asked that. Uh, <laughs> why did they move to a different location? Um, yes. I know that it was, uh, it was closer to my mom's job, but then it was farther from my dad's. And uh, I think they were just looking for, you know, a bigger home. Uh, we were definitely in like a starter home, right? There was just enough bedrooms for all of us. And then not a lot of space necessarily for people to, uh, you know, have their own area, if you will. So I think they were just looking for a bigger home. Right. Now you, are you from a big family? Uh, no, no, there's four of us. Ah, okay. Which is good. Um, so now what are some of the challenges as an adult? Some of my challenges as an adult, you know, we yes. started this conversation and one of the first things you said to me was, you know, you're talking about, oh, we're going to talk about your childhood struggles and your teenage struggles and your adult struggles, but you know, you look really young, so I'm not sure if that <laughs> applies. So that is honestly one of my uh, bigger struggles as an adult is that I have a, what they call a baby face right. and uh, being able to be taken seriously, especially since a good portion of my business relies on in-person conversations. Right. Um, I got into this because I didn't have to go into an office, but uh, you know, there's just such a, an added value to getting that face-to-face -face connection, even if it's over a video call like this. Um, so I kind of have to overcome that first impression by being able to really uh, explain to people how I can help them so that they realize that I'm not too young to actually help out with what, uh, what we're talking about. Right. And so do most, most people do what I did? Like, oh, you look really young. <laughs> or um, they just kind of um, wait until later to ask you, how old are you anyways? 
I've gotten both approaches. You know, my favorite is I go to conferences quite a bit because I, I like the in-person interaction to be able to make a first point of contact with people. And uh, this last round of conferences I went to, I lost track of the number of people who started a conversation with me and then they would like stop themselves and say, no, really, how old are you? <laughs> or my favorite is somebody approaching me who um, I hadn't had a conversation with yet and they're like you know I got to tell you the first time I saw you I thought someone had brought their kid to this thing oh <laughs> I was like oh why thank you that's a, that's a lovely compliment <laughs> how can I help you how are you enjoying the conference so right. you know being able to kind of own uh and I'm in marketing so you know I'm a millennial and uh, millennials are the biggest demographic for a lot of people it's the it's the audience they want to reach so right. I I've just found a way to harness that Right. Now, how does that work here? Your nice, youthful um, look, how does that um, relate to, in regards to dating? In regards <laughs> to dating? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not, I don't do that much. So uh, I, I don't know um, in regards to dating. I mean, you know, if I'm out and about in like, uh, you know, with, at a bar with friends or something, I mean, obviously then I'm old enough to be there. So I don't really think it has an impact. Right. Okay. All right. Because I, I thought you say, well, yeah, the guys that think I'm too young. <laughs> but I tell you, Kimberly, you're going to love your youthful look when you get older. <laughs> I've heard that yes, uh, quite a bit, but you know, I am older and uh... <laughs> older as in like, you know, later adult. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, my mother is the same. She, she loves it though. When she talks about her kids and then, you know, people are like, wait, a minute how old are your children and he tells them and she's like I thought you had like kids in elementary school she loves that in that conversation so I'm sure I'll look forward to that in the future oh for sure and enjoy it right so um so tell me about your business like what is it that you do so you're a marketer so how do you help your clients take me from the to the journey of um, a client coming to you asking for help and then how do you um, help them to become uh, better entrepreneurs Absolutely. So I am a conversion copywriter and marketing strategist. So all I do is I walk people through a framework I've used to create the right marketing campaigns for them so that they can convert their audience from strangers to loyal fans. Um, I found that, especially in the entrepreneurial world, there's so much content out there. There's so much focus on getting new people that being able to build those long-term relationships, talking about the marketing you need to continue to do after you get somebody to sign up with you or after you get that first sale is an area that's not really, um, not a lot of attention is paid to it. So what I help my clients do is I help them attract the right people that they can help the best and then also grow and nurture that relationship to create those long-term customers that not only want to buy from you, but they want to tell all of their friends about it too, because it's just such an amazing experience to work with you. Right. So tell us a secret. Tell us, tell my audience, how do you do this? The secret. So <laughs> yes. I, I will tell you, absolutely. My, my whole topic, right? My secret sauce is one word and it's help. And uh, if you want to expand on that, my secret sauce is helping. And basically, it's creating every single marketing piece that you have. Every time you're going to interact with any member of your audience, coming from a place of, how can I help you? Because the way people interact online has completely changed the way they've interacted with companies. So most of us, you know, if we get stuff in the mail, uh, uh, junk, 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 straight into the trash can, right? But if we're online, we're looking for something already. 
we're going to put a search into Google or we're going to ask our phone, hey, Siri, can you find me the answer to this? So already we're looking for help. We're looking for interactions that are going to help us with a problem we've already acknowledged. So being able to create what you do and what you offer so that they can kind of move along that customer journey because what you're doing is you're not selling to them. You're helping them with the problems that they're already looking for solutions. Right. And, and do you help mainly men or, or do you help women? Um, I, I don't necessarily uh, focus in on one particular over the other. What I like to do is I help entrepreneurs who are helping others uh, get that work-life balance in check. So if it's saving time, saving money, just focusing on the work-life balance, making sure that, you know, a lot of us got into entrepreneurship because we don't like the idea of going into a boss and having somebody else dictate our time. But right. then during the entrepreneurial journey, you will find we're working 60, 80 hours a week, which is not why most of us got into this. So I, I love the idea of working with people. And I, I, I really enjoy working with people who help others create the life that they wanted while they got into the entrepreneurial journey. So then how do you help your clients with the work-life balance? Um, how do you do that? I work with people who have work, who uh, their, their service is to help others with work-life balance. Okay, but so, okay. uh, for sure, it's when I work with people, uh, especially, you know, one of the biggest complaints you'll hear for a lot of people when they talk about freelancers is, I don't know what's going on. I'm so worried because, you know, uh, we signed the contract, but I haven't heard from them. So I have a whole process laid out where I'm, in regular communication with my clients. I let them know exactly what I'm up to, exactly where we are in the process. I give them regular updates and I always meet my deadlines. Deadlines to me are not a suggestion. They're absolutely <laughs> sacred. And, you know, uh, I answer the questions. I, I provide that help. So if somebody isn't sure about something, I say, you know, please, as always, I pretty much always end my emails. As always, if you have any questions, let me know because I want to make this as easy as possible for you. You looked for somebody to help with your marketing because you didn't have the time or you didn't have the expertise or you were just looking for somebody who could give you some more advice. So I want to be that resource for my clients. So I always encourage them to ask questions. Right. Now, why did you go into marketing? Why did I go into marketing? Um, I got into marketing uh, from copywriting. I loved writing. I kind of did discovered it on accident uh, while writing travel articles. And um, I just loved the idea of being able to help more people with the power of words. Um, I was an educator for a bit and I was working with uh, children who had English as a second language. I was teaching in a high school in Spain. And that gave me a lot of practice with being able to break down ideas and concepts into simple to understand language because we're working with a language barrier. And I right. found that in marketing and in, uh, when talking with people who have really great business ideas, they can't always uh, translate it for their audience because they love and they know so much about what they do. So I like to help bridge that gap. Right. So what's copywriting? Copywriting. So uh, my simple explanation is anytime you receive anything from a company that has words on it, that's copywriting. So if we're wow. talking about the emails you receive, if we're talking about you land on someone's website and the words you read on the website, um, what I specialize in is conversion copywriting. So it's the words with a purpose. So the end of reading or from reading something that a company creates, you want the reader to then take an action. And that is something you can track. And that is something that you can get metrics from to see if it is or is not working, as opposed to just creating something and saying, thanks for reading. You say at the end, like a blog post, for example, right? At the end, you have a, what we call a call to action. You ask them to do something, whether that's sign up for their email list, download a free ebook, anything like that. So that's, 
that's what copywriting is, is writing the words for a company that encourages the reader to then take a next action step to become a customer. Ah, interesting. So now you said you were um, living in Spain. What brought you to Spain? I was an English teacher. I moved to Spain to be an English teacher. Ah, so you just uh, one day got up and said, I am going, I'm moving to Spain. Like, why Spain? <laughs> so um, I studied abroad in Spain, and I was one of those very lucky people who entered university, and a month later, the entire stock market crashed and the Great Recession started. Um, so my job opportunities were not so great uh, when graduating, and I had heard while living in Spain about this program that encourage uh, native English speakers that encourage native English speakers to come and teach in high schools uh, in Spain. And it's a government run program and they place you in the school. So all you have to do is apply. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I love to travel. Sure. Right. Why not? That's awesome. And so how long did you teach in Spain for? I was there for two years. Two years. Okay. That's pretty, that's awesome to just get up. And so it happens when you're young. <laughs> It is what yeah. happens when you're young, yes. You just get up and go, I am moving to Spain. I'm going to teach English in Spain. And, and that's awesome. I think that's... So, so Kimberly, what's your passion? Oh, my passion is, you know, I love to travel. My passion is definitely related to travel. I actually got into copywriting and focused on travel for quite a while. Um, it's not where I work anymore. I work more with entrepreneurs. And that would be my second passion. I love helping other people succeed. I love learning about, you know, how I've helped somebody grow their business and meet their goals. Um, so I think it, to me, it's all, it's all connected. I think there's so much negativity in the world and I like being able to be a part that's positive. Right. And so I'm going to ask you, so what is your legacy at the end of your life? And you're going to have a nice long life. So <laughs> <laughs> what, what will be your legacy? What will people say about you? What will people say about me? Um, I would say at the end of my life, people will say that, uh, you know, she wanted to help, that she she was a very helpful, genuine person. And uh, the people around me, um, I feel, you know, just get a little ray of sunshine. <laughs> oh, a ray of sunshine. You sprinkle sunshine all over. And that's, I think that's pretty awesome. And, you know, and it's, it's really good to um, be able to help others. It's not, it's not just about us. We have to make sure that, um, you know, we give. And I think uh, when you give, eventually you will receive. Not because you're giving to receive, but because you're giving from your heart. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, it's why I got into copywriting in the travel space in the first place is because I love to travel. And I am a firm, firm believer that once you go out of your comfort zone, once you go out of what the little part that you know of the world, there are so many new opportunities and it's, it's an exciting place and we shouldn't be afraid of it. So Kimberly, so go back with all the knowledge you have now, um, go back to and talk to your younger self. Um, this shy little girl, smart but shy. What are some of the things that you would say to her so she can feel confident and believe in herself? Oh boy. Uh, some of the things I would say to her are to own who you are. People are looking for you and they want to talk to you because they love your perspective. I kind of created my framework because when talking to people, I realized that they weren't seeing the same perspective I was and that is where I could help them. And, you know, that whole mindset of you're the only person like you in the world, right? There is yes. no other one person like you in the world. So instead of trying to be like everybody else, uh, let your freak flag shine. And, yes. uh, you yes. know, it's, it's good to be a geek. It's good to be a nerd. And it's really okay to be you because that's why people like you. 
Exactly. You know what? I always say that when you're yourself, there's nobody who can be like Kimberly in the world. No, like no, nobody. So you have no competition. There's nobody who's like Esme. So I have no comp competition. So when you go out there and you say, I'm just going to be me, um, you're going to be the best at being you. The best at, at, at being Kimberly. And I love that. Um, you know, because some people will be, oh, they're afraid and, and trying to, or maybe trying to be like the Joneses and mold themselves into something that that's uncomfortable and that's something and somebody that they're not. But when you're, when you're yourself, you're free. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when I first started my business, I felt, you know, because I had such a young face and I had to be a professional and I didn't have 20 years experience like most people in my field that, you know, I had to put forth this persona, if you will. And I actually, very early in my career, um, in my business, I talked with somebody who met me in person and they said, you are nothing like what I expected because from your emails, I was expecting a very different person. And I realized like, I don't want that disconnect, right? It's, it's, a, it's a, not a great place to start from when people are expecting one thing and they get something different. And she was saying, you know, I, I wasn't sure about working with you because it, you seem so stilted over email. But then, you know, I met you in person and you're just such a fun person. So um, I learned early on, you have to be you. Exactly. And you, and you look like a very fun person to me. I thank you. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I love that. So you're very successful. I love the fact that you have two podcasts, you're a marketer, you're helping lots of clients. And so what is it that you're still struggling with now? Um, so I, I've got the new direction with my business. As I said, I started in one industry and I've just kind of pivoted to another industry. So right now I'm just kind of struggling to start from uh, step zero again, right? I have to rebuild everything. Um, I have all of the knowledge I have from building my other business. Uh, but now it's kind of like, oh, right. There's all these steps that I took to build my network. And now I have to kind of go out and build it again. And it, it seems a little daunting, but I'm a, I'm a planning person. I'm a process person. So I've been writing out all the steps and all the things that I need to do. And it's more like a, my, my biggest challenge right now is just to let people know. It's just letting people know that I've got this new focus. I'm really excited about it and kind of owning that I have a new direction because, you know, you have uh, the networks and you have the people you've met over the years and you don't want to abandon them, but you also kind of are like, should I tell them I've changed focus? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. But overcoming that little barrier of, um, oh, I used to do this and I don't do this anymore. You know, just owning that I have a new audience, a new direction, and I'm really excited about it. That's, that's my big challenge right now. Right. And, you know, I can relate to you because um, I, I pivot myself. I was talking mainly about stress, you know, and then I thought it's not just about stress. It's about challenges in life and how you overcome challenges. And of course, stress is a part of it, but, um, but then that's not what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about what are some of the challenges you have? What are the tips that you have? And I wanted to pivot that way. And I did. I just said, I'm just going to pivot. Absolutely. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. I'm just going to be myself and pivot, you know, and um, if people like it, they do, if they don't, you know, it doesn't matter as long as I like it, you know, that's all really that matters. Right. So Kimberly, what would you like to share with our audience today? What would I like to share with your audience today? I would love to share, um, I have a, a free uh, five-day email mini course that is, uh, it basically just walks people through some really common areas I see on websites that uh, can use a little marketing help. And it's, right. it's the simple things. It's the things that people don't really think about, but they can be really great for building your authority and for keeping people around longer because 
they landed on your site for a reason. And that reason is they liked what you had to say, or you were related to what they're looking for and you want them to stick around and they want to stick around. So you want to be able to create that website experience that lets them stick around. So it's called the five days to increase your website conversions challenge. And they can find that at the audienceconverter.com slash challenge. Awesome. So Kimberly, Thank you so much for, um, for having such a great conversation with me today. And audience, um, you can learn more about Kimberly on EsmeLawrence.com. Thank you and have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Esme. Hi, I'm Kimberly Whitecamp. I'm an expert in helping entrepreneurs convert their audience from strangers to loyal fans. And we are sprinting to success. Yes, with Esme Lawrence. Woo! Kimberly, thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success with your host, Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to EsmeLawrence.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. Always seek advice from your healthcare provider.